A chorus of birds and frogs erupts. Bare branches clatter in the wind, leafed out trees rustle. As summer wears on, birds quiet, and by fall, geese honk and ducks quack. Ice moans, snow falls silently. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. May and June are two months that are almost entirely defined by frogs. Their cheery chorus sounds from vernal pools and along pond edges, hoping to entice a mate to come for a swim. First is the quacking of the wood frogs, then the high-pitched chirp of the spring peepers, and then later, the gray tree frogs. This time of year, however, we instead sit in relative quiet, but for the howl of wind, the rattle of bare tree branches, the roar of a wood stove, the moan of ice, and the somber call of a raven. During this time of year, one might wonder the fate of the subject of today's episode, our flipper-footed friends, frogs. We all have our strategies for survival in the long, harsh winters of the North Country. Ermines run around hunting food, then sleeping off their feasts. Bears stockpile calories in the form of thick fat reserves and then snooze the winter away in their dens. Ravens seem to revel in the winter world, where they can seek out and feast upon those that don't survive the cold. I, however, steal calories from my forest brethren, the trees, and burn them up in my wood stove to stay warm. Unlike this short list of warm-blooded beasts of the north, frogs do not have luxurious dens, warm fur or feathers, or the advent of fire to keep them content through the winter. Frogs are cold-blooded, so they have no way of keeping themselves warm through the cold months. As the waters cool, many of our aquatic frogs, such as leopard frogs, decrease their heart rates and their need for oxygen. As the waters become even colder, the frogs' hearts and brains all but completely shut down and they settle onto the bottom of ponds, streams, and rivers to wait out the winter season. While this seems like a relatively safe option, being locked securely under ice where they won't freeze solid, they instead have to worry about where to get oxygen. If it weren't incredible enough that frogs can slow down their metabolism so low that they appear all but dead, they can also breathe through their skin. The thin, highly permeable skin of these aquatic frogs can actually absorb ambient dissolved oxygen straight from the water while simultaneously eliminating excess carbon dioxide from their bodies, thus keeping the frog alive until the spring melts and the start of breeding season. This incredible aquatic adaptation is only surpassed by that of the wood frog. Wood frogs forego the relative safety of an iced-over pond in favor of more terrestrial haunts. As autumn temperatures drop and winter sets in, these fearless frogs do their best to descend into the duffy depths of the forest floor. While a thick layer of leaf litter and soil is reasonably insulative for mice, voles, and moles who have warm blood coursing through their veins, it is not so for frogs. For these cold-blooded amphibians, ground litter provides insulation enough to only stave off the worst of the winter weather. Eventually, the cold will get the best of the wee frog, and maybe a little toe will freeze or the tip of its nose. When this happens, the frog's liver immediately converts glycogen into glucose and floods the body with this sugary, freeze-resistant compound. This can buy the frog a few degrees, but eventually the frog will freeze rock-solid. No blood circulation, no breathing, no brain activity, and no heartbeat. By so many metrics, the frog is dead. Months later, however, as spring thaws the woods and waters, so thaws the little wood frogs, and within just a few short hours, their life signs resume and they are essentially unaffected by the long winter in the deep freeze. 
So this weekend, you can think fondly of our chilly little frog friends as they wait out spring under ice or frozen solid in the forest. Better yet, you can do that while you romp around the woods taking advantage of our own mammalian seasonal sensibilities by bundling up, sipping warm beverages, and feasting on hot meals. You can find a link to the full transcript of this show, as well as references, contact information, and accompanying photos by visiting archives.weru.org. You can also listen to or download our features or subscribe to podcasts. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.